Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. It is 17 minutes to the top of the hour. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for joining us here this evening. I really do appreciate it. Stockfells, uh, in the next week or two or over the next couple of days, you will be approached by certain people trying to invite you into their Stockfell. You will be recruited into all sorts of financial instruments and groups, and uh, you may consider it. You may be told about the uh, prospective benefits thereof, and they may sound attractive to you. And you may, on good faith, put your money in there. But how do you know if it is a legitimate uh, organization, legitimate grouping, uh, and whether or not uh, your money will be safe with them? That's the conversation I'd like to have right now, and I'm taking your reactions. Give me a call, 086-000-2032. We're speaking to an expert on the matter, so please do give us a call and ask your questions. Uh, you can also send us a WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. Ntika Masondo, who is uh, the CFO of the National Stockfile Association of South Africa, joins us. Ntika, good evening, and thank you so much for your time. Uh, happy 2024 to you. Hey, good evening, Oliver. Um, good evening to your listeners. I just want to make sure you can hear me properly, first and foremost. Uh, I can. It sounds a little bit muffled, but I hope that the line does stay with us. Otherwise, uh, we'll try to get you onto a different line. Uh, let's let's start here, Nsiga. Um This is going to be a very, okay. hopefully, educational conversation where we ask very basic questions here. Um, what is a stock file and what isn't? How do you differentiate a stock file from a savings group or anything else that purports to be one but may not necessarily be one? Hi, uh, Oliver, can you just repeat? Uh, I just changed my device here so you can hear me better. Ah, there we go. The question is, uh, how do you identify a legitimate stock file uh, from those that purport to be stockfells but don't quite uh, fit the descriptions thereof or behave the way stockfells should be behaved? And how do you differentiate a stockfell as a financial instrument from other instruments, such as a savings group, for instance, which may not necessarily be a stockfell traditionally but could be another thing? How do you identify a stockfell for real? Ah, uh, okay, cool. I think um, there's a number of layers to that question, but, uh, but let's start with the black and white, which is which is the legislative framework when it comes to stock sales and other legitimate groupings. So there are two forms of legislation that give guidance on the matter. So you have the Friendly Societies Act of 1957, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and then um, in terms of the year, uh, but it's the Friendly Societies um, Act, and then you have Government Gazette 37903, uh, Notice 620, released in 15 August 2024. So for any grouping around finance and collecting of money to be legitimate uh, in the eye of the law, it has to satisfy the requirements of Government Gazette 37903 or the Friendly Societies um, Act. So the Friendly Societies Act has uh, a commissioner within um, <clears throat> the FISCA, uh, the Finance Service, Financial Services Conduct Authority. Yeah. And then through Government Gazette 37903, you have the National Stockholm Association, and we are the regulatory body, so self-regulatory body, mm. which creates the framework for things. So legally, if 
a group cannot produce any form of documentation where they are formally recognized by either one of these uh, institutions, um, the National Doctoral Association of South Africa or the Commissioner of Friendly Societies at FISCA, then that grouping is not legitimate uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the eyes of the law. So if somebody comes to me and says, hey, man, we've got a stock fill going, we want you to join, this is uh, what the contribution schedule looks like, um, should I ask them for a constitution? Yeah, so, <clears throat> okay, cool. <laughs> like I said, there's quite a number of layers. So I was just, I was, I was, I was just touching on legally what's expected. Then there's, sure. so now, when, when you are now part of the National Stock Fill Association of South Africa, the first thing you need to have is a constitution. And this constitution is is bespoke but it must speak to the fundamentals in terms of what is the objective um of the group how much is being contributed um what are the processes to receive the money uh where will the money be sent and then all members will be expected to read this constitution initial it and internalize it and that constitution then basically brings that group to life in a way that we as the National Stockfell Association of South Africa can recognize it, right? And then over and above that, what we do as the National Stockfell Association of South Africa is we have our own framework which can identify things within the constitution which we might perhaps not agree with and thus impose upon the group that they need to amend it in order for it to basically fit the framework. So, for example, um, you cannot sure. have a constitution which says the chairman can take the money and do whatever they want to do with it, right? Um, just using that as a as an example. So, the constitution for us is, is is quite key because, in many ways, that's what actually brings this group to life, and it eliminates a lot of uh, um, it eliminates a lot of um, logistical and operational issues that will then emerge in the future as the group starts to practice whatever their objective might be. If my biggest fear is, hey, these people might run away with my money or the treasurer or the chairman of the stock file might uh, abscond with my money, uh, what sort of uh, safeguards should be in place to uh, allay my fears, so to speak? So what we... What we promote, uh, Oliver, is we we really promote the opening of bank accounts by by stockfill groups. We 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 were invited recently by the. Sorry, just before you just before you continue, there is it common for stockfills to not be banked? Very common. It's very common for stockfills not to be banked. Um, a lot okay. of stockfills uh, still use cash and. And, and it, it, a lot of stuff will still use cash, and for a variety of reasons. And some of them, they are logical. So some of them, they would use cash because they they cannot access the financial system. So, um, and this might sound like um, almost absurd, but a group uh, can be in a situation where they don't have the capacity to create a constitution for themselves, and because they can't create mm. a constitution. They can't go to a bank uh, because a bank will only open an account if there's a constitution. And basically, so even banks will ask for a constitution when a stock fell comes to open an account. Pardon me. 
So even banks uh, ask to see a constitution for it to be able to open a yes. Stockfell bank account. Yes, they do. Um, they do. In, in our experience, a lot of the time it's a formality, but they do ask for the constitution because without that constitution, there is no legal form to basically recognize the group. And I'll take it a step further. What's supposed to happen is, over and above asking for the constitution, what banks should be doing, uh, but it's not common practice, some do, some don't, is they should be asking, uh, are you going to save over 100,000 rands? Because if you are, then you need to be part of a self-regulatory body, uh, which uh, the only one is the National Stockpile Association of uh, South Africa. So that's what's supposed supposed to happen, right? So now because the group um is can't basically write this constitution sometimes, then they'll keep their money mm. in cash. But then there can be other operational reasons. I'll give you an interesting one. Some some uh, people come from the neighboring countries and then they're in the country uh for work. They do get work, they get money and because of how they got into the country, they cannot open bank accounts, etc. And as a result, they can't. So these groups would then basically rotate the money in terms of one will hold the money uh, this month, another person will hold the money the next month, etc. So, and even South Africans, some of them still employ the same practice. And we, we really are trying our best to communicate to the members that um, we, we need to find more sustainable solutions around this. And the easiest one is the opening of a bank account. All the major banks in South Africa do provide Stockwell uh, bank accounts. And over and above that, we have helped our members to open their own bank, which we then try to really respond to very nuanced problems which the general banking industry cannot uh, respond to. Yeah. So if there's a bank account, am I guaranteed that the treasurer or the chairperson of the Stockfell will not run away with my money? Not at all. Not at all. And for a simple reason. Um, and this is, an, this is a matter which um, was raised um, uh, with uh, the authorities, particularly the Financial Intelligence Center, that currently the practice in the banking industry is you recognize the chairman, the treasurer, and the secretary, all one at times, right? And as a result, what can happen is the, the top three can collude and run away with the money. The, the progress, though, Oliver, which must be acknowledged is this. In the past, if you go back to the early 90s, before we helped Perm Bank, which then became that bank, uh, create the first stock of bank account, um, members would use um, someone's bank account. So Oliver, we would look at you and say, Oliver is a great dude. He's, he's, he speaks good English. Let's, let's, let's give him uh, the money to hold. Yeah. That's what happened for a long time, right? And then when someone ran away with money, there was no legal basis to basically get that money. Where we are now is that because there's a stock sale uh, bank account, there is a constitution, there is actually better legal parameters to basically pursue a case. However... More often than not, by the time you get to the point where treasurers run away with money, um, groups generally don't have the resources to fight uh, those legal issues. And that's why we have been promoting the recognition of all group members and a financial um, system which is underpinned by 
these decisions being made by the group as a whole. And this yep. takes us into like the near future, man, where you say, well, how do you apply blockchain and other digital technologies so that decisions can be made by the group and not be basically overwritten by the, by the executive that is running the group. But this, these are problems which uh, might seem unique to stop for groups, but the yeah. agent issue will exist with corporates, government, etc., and so forth. It's just there's certain nuances that are very specific to to stop for groups. Yeah. So what are then the benefits for a Stockfell group that decides to join a self-regulatory body? Uh, what safeguards does that association to such an, a body provide to Stockfell and its members? I'd say, I'd say first and foremost, uh, we, we, we provide a framework um, for how a group should be constituted. Uh, we actually go through the process of reviewing uh, the group uh, for the benefit of all the members uh, that are in a group. And we also ensure on a more generalized sense that we, we do keep the integrity of the Stockholm practice um, from uh, um, being blemished uh, by some of the scandals we, we often hear about um, at this time um, of the year. And then over and above that, um, uh, as I was saying now, being part of uh, uh, NASASA um, as a self-regulatory body means uh, there is a body that is responding to the, the real issues in terms of how that money is to be used. Because only the issue we have and why some of these uh, issues emerge within Stockholm groups is because there's quite a big disjuncture between the money and the objective of the money. As a result of that, uh, what ends up happening is software groups have to manage money and then they have to manage their objective. And at some point, there has to be um, a migration of the money towards the objective. So what I'm, just to give a simple example of this is a grocery club at some point has to go to buy uh, the groceries at a wholesaler, right? And at the moment, over 50% have to actually withdraw cash and they move that cash to buy the goods at the wholesaler, which exposes them to yeah. a lot of risk. Security right? risk, yeah. Yes, and then on the flip side, other grocery clubs, because they've been robbed, etc. what they do is they put the money with the wholesaler from the get-go and they forego uh, interest uh, and other and other basically there's a there's an opportunity cost because their money doesn't work for them. All that simply happens is they keep the money with the wholesaler. Come end of the year, they go there and they buy everything, you know. And <clears throat> one of the issues we have with that is that basically there, there can be wealth creation that could be happening, but it doesn't happen. And so to answer your question specifically, what I'm trying to get to is by being part of uh, a self-regulatory body like NASASA, of which I'm saying we are the only one for South South and have been for the past 30 years, is that we we, we seriously um, respond and take it upon us to create the necessary framework and solutions to to answer these issues that uh, basically uh, stock for groups have, have. But I think that's a negative way of putting it. 
Uh, yeah. If, if, if I were to go onto the NASASA, the National Stockfile Association of South Africa website right now, would I be able to download a template resource as a constitution or a framework on how to run a stockfile without necessarily having to join? Uh, you'd be able to download the constitution. So uh, it's, it's, it's exciting to say this early. We, we are doing a refresh on our website because we, we feel we, we need to give more information and empower our members more to basically take advantage of um, uh, the digital world for these type of tools, right? So you can't get a constitution if you go to a framework at the stand, but uh, within a month, uh, we will have uh, an updated website which will have uh, a better explanation of the framework, um, a, an improved constitution, and even, um, yeah. I would say, bespoke constitutions which speak to different types of um, um, different types of stockfall groupings uh, that uh, might exist. Yeah. And Sika, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it, man. And all the best for 2024. Hope to touch base soon again. Sika Masondo is the CFO of the National Stockfall Association of South Africa. Taking your reactions to that, we're going to take a short music break. On the other side of that, we begin the open line. Give me a call. 86 2032 It's 11 o'clock. Let's take a music break.